Welcome to the As It Is podcast, where we'll dive deep into conversation about leaning into the moment, being content in the season that we are in, becoming aware of God's presence throughout our day, and appreciating life as it is. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back to As It Is podcast. I'm your host, Julia Weston. Now, I'm excited to be here again recording yet another episode. The last episode, it was in May, so quite a long time ago. A lot of things have happened since then. I got married to my best friend in the whole entire world. We moved into our new house. We bought this house last in April. I believe I talked a little bit about it on the last episode, but it's extremely special and important because it belonged to my great-grandmother and my great-grandpa. My great-grandfather, he built this house with his very own hands. We renovated it in the summer. We did lots of fun things. We ripped out the carpet and tore down a wall. We put in wood flooring and painted the whole entire house. We had a fun painting party. All of our friends who are just so amazing and so supportive came and they helped us paint and we made a day out of it and it was so much fun. Uh, Renovating the house was one of the most challenging things that I've ever done but it was just so rewarding and every day I come home to this new house that I get to live in with my husband I just am filled with God's faithfulness just of how wonderful it is to have this be be our I was gonna say my home it is my home but our home (laughs) so yeah I am a wife now so that's come along with so many wonderful blessings and challenges it is just beautiful. Life is beautiful and I'm so thankful. Our wedding was incredible. God moved so much that day. It just was filled with his presence. We washed each other's feet in the ceremony, which was beautiful. It was a symbol of Jesus's love and how he loved and served his disciples and how we are going to do that in our marriage as husband and wife. Um, And we continue to do that every day. And uh, we had a unity, unifying of the families with the salt, with two different types of salt. Diego's parents poured salt and my parents poured salt into a vase. And then me and Diego poured the salt into the center vase. And so that was just unifying the families, which was so beautiful as we both joined new families together and enter into that new challenge. Um... The reception was so much fun. We had it in our backyard, my backyard, the house that I grew up in, and it was the most special day of my life, and I am just going to remember it forever, forever and ever and ever, and I'm I'm just so thankful, and it was all through God's timing, and it, you could just see that. You could just see the holiness and the the beauty in the day filled with all of the wonderful people that we love. It was just so important to me that everybody we love was there all in one place. That's very rare (laughs) to get everybody you love together in one place. And they were. So I just, that made my heart feel so full and so warm. And I felt so loved. And honestly, like, that feeling has just stuck with me through, like, this whole entire couple of months after I'm just so thankful for the people in my life. 
If you want to know more about the wedding and the details and just what went into it, we, me and Diego do have a YouTube channel. It's called um, Julia and Diego La Vida Loca, and it's on YouTube. And so we film, we do all kinds of vlogs. We film behind the scenes. We did a renovation vlog if you want to see our house and the renovating process. We did a wedding week vlog the week leading up to the wedding and all the fun events that went into that. And we also did a wedding day vlog behind the scenes. So all of the fun little pieces of that. And then our wonderful friend Arturo filmed our wedding video, which is just so special. And so that's on our YouTube channel as well. So if you just want to see more, then go check that out. So yeah, I hope that everybody is doing well. I hope that everybody had a fun summer now leading up into the winter and the holiday time getting back into the cold which i am not a fan of the cold weather i really am not i'm a summer girly but i do love the holidays and i love christmas and thanksgiving and i'm just really looking forward to christmas this year because it's going to be my first married Christmas with my husband and so that's going to be so special to be able to decorate our house and put up a tree and make new traditions as the Westons and so I'm just so excited filled with excitement for that but yeah today I just kind of wanted to talk about what I've been learning through this season in specifically in my schooling so I started my master's program in September, end of September. I am taking classes at Southwestern College in Santa Fe, and it's a college for students who want to be therapists. So I am in the master's program of clinical mental health counseling, which sounds like a lot, and it is a lot. It's very deep, it's very heavy, and it's full of so much useful incredible information that honestly I'm just sitting with right now. It's a three and a half year program, so it's pretty long, pretty lengthy. Try not to focus on the time so much, just knowing that I do have time and I'm still young and everything is going to work out the way that it needs to. But I'm taking two classes at a time right now and I am in my first quarter. So I just started and I'm learning lots of new things. I feel like a baby bird. <laughs> I feel like I have no idea at all what I'm doing. So much information is being thrown at me and I honestly am just trying to hold it together, but I really do love what I'm learning. I love the information. I love the classes. We learn so much in our classes and then at the end, every at the end of every hour in our class, we practice. So we practice our counseling and therapy skills with our classmates, which is really, really intimidating. <laughs> um, it's literally, you just get thrown in there and you're the therapist for them. Um, and so we are learning a lot and it's really fun and I really do enjoy it. And I think that with so much discernment, God has called me to this. While there are so many challenges that I've already experienced along the way, I do know that this is God's plan for me and I am at peace with that and I know that sometimes and I feel this way and I'm not sure if anybody else does but sometimes we feel like something isn't God's plan for us because it's really hard and it's really challenging you face a lot of personal dilemmas and asking yourself questions and doubt but 
that doesn't mean that, that that's not God's plan for you. If we look at all of the people, all of the characters in the Bible, Abraham, Noah, David, all of these people had extremely testing, challenging tasks, and God called them to those tasks. It was hard, and they doubted, they waited, and they walked by faith. Just because something that you feel like God has called you to do seems really hard and you have a lot of questions doesn't mean that it's not true. And so I think that I'm just wrestling with that right now. I had so many doubts at first thinking, maybe this isn't what I'm supposed to do because I'm facing a lot of personal questions and challenges, but it is. I really feel at peace with that and I know it's going to be hard and I know it's going to be challenging, but I just want to help people so bad. I know that God is going to help me with that through this career. Um, and so I'm open to it. I'm open to the doors that he's going to open to me. I'm open to the doors he's going to close. And I'm just ready to walk on this journey and, and learn all the things that I need to learn. And so I'm not going to be talking about the information that I'm learning or, you know, the specifics, because if you want to know more about that, then um, look into counseling and look into therapy. <laughs> um, but I do just want to emphasize that this schooling process so far has made me feel and be more self-reflective. My school, it puts so much emphasis on like personal transformation and in, in my life, that's, you know, God working through me and him refining me and refining the qualities that I already do have, but that may need maturing and may need to be bloomed and to grow into bigger and better things. That personal transformation and that growth, it's so hard. <laughs> I'm telling you guys, it is so hard because when it has anything to do with, okay, sure, maybe you're working on that for yourself, but if it's involving another person and if it's you're grow trying to grow to be a better wife and to be a better daughter or a sister and it involves other people, it's easy to put the blame on somebody else. It's easy to put the blame on your husband or your sister or your mother. And self reflectiveness and that personal growth has nothing, nothing to do with the other person or the other thing. Nothing. It is all your responsibility. As humans, that's just, it's just not fun. <laughs> you know, like, I don't want to be better. I don't want to take the blame. I don't want to take responsibility. You know, like, I'm going to put that on something else. But that's just not the way that you grow. And that's not the way that you become better. My teacher said something the other day about growing and asking yourself questions that you are afraid to ask because you are afraid to open up those doors and you are afraid to take responsibility. Growth comes with a lot of resistance. For me, especially in conversations with my husband, for example, talking about something that frustrates him, I am aware of the things and the way that I should respond and the things that I should do. However, 
so much of the battle to growing and to being better is that resistance, the resistance that's there and the self, negative self-talk that comes in to being a barrier to behaving and acting the way that I know that I should. So my teacher said something the other day about this and she said that we should turn towards that resistance with kind curiosity and we should break down those barriers so in the moment that you know that oh like if you're having a conversation with somebody and you want to defend and you want to resist and ignore or even rationalize the way that you talk or the way that you behave, literally sit in that resistance. Like, it may seem weird even if you're with a person, you know, just to like, you're up, like you want to say something, but instead of saying what you want to say, use that power that the Lord has in your heart to literally stop And sit with that resistance. And sit with the why. Sit with the what inside me wants to say this mean thing or act this way. When you stop and sit in that resistance, you are allowing the Holy Spirit to work through you. And you are saying to God, It's not about my ability, but it's about my availability. I am open and I am willing to learn. I am open for you to work through me so that I can be better. And so I've just been, yeah, I've just been learning that and sitting with that because growth is such a hard thing, but it is so important. And more than anything, God wants us to be our best versions of ourselves, the way that he designed us to be. And we will always fail. That's the thing is like, you probably are never going to reach your growth potential, but that's okay. My biggest struggle is being present and being in the moment because I'm always looking forward to something else. I'm always thinking about tomorrow or next month or next year and my plans and the things that I have to do. My biggest struggle is being present and and being aware of where I am and who I'm with and being thankful for that. And I always try to work on that every day. But I'm I know I'm I'm never going to get there fully. But I can still try every day to at least be better than I was yesterday. And that's grow and we're always going to fail. Thank God for Jesus, right? <laughs> Thank God for him and his forgiveness and his grace. God encourages us and he gives us strength and he gives us courage to be the best that we can be for ourselves, for him, and for the people that we love. There's always been things that I've needed to work on, but being a wife has just made me more aware of those things because My life doesn't just involve me anymore and my needs and the things that I need to do and my plans. I live with with my husband now. I am constantly thinking about his needs and what he needs. And I fail in that a lot. 
And so just as Jesus gives us, uh, gives us grace and forgiveness every day, we as husband and wife need to do the same for each other. And thank goodness for that, right? I mean, forgiveness is, is everything because we fail each other every day. And no matter what season or challenges we go through, we're human and, and we are going to fail. But that doesn't mean that we should just accept those failures and accept, oh, well, we're just going to fail each other every day and, and not try to be better. And so my husband has struggles and he he knows that there's things that he needs to work on, but that's not my responsibility. My responsibility is the way that I respond and my actions and how I serve him. There's this technique that we use in therapy. It's called the empty chair technique. And I think it's really interesting, actually. But it's in this situation where, okay, so there's the client and then there's an empty chair in front of you and the therapist is in the middle between the client and the empty chair. So for example, the client is in for therapy for a divorce and she is frustrated at her ex-husband. She is going to talk to that empty chair like it's her ex-husband and why she's frustrated at him, why she is mad or what's bothering her. All right, so you're talking to this empty chair, but it's really that person. And then after that, after you, the, she expresses her frustrations, she gets up and she goes and she sits in that empty chair or the quote-unquote ex-husband's chair and she takes herself as the ex-husband and talks to the wife about the response, about maybe why he is acting that way or understanding she's frustrated but also this is going on in my life, you know. And then the ex-husband may even give her a piece of advice like, I don't come around more for the kids because you don't let me and you're rude and you want to fight all of the time, right? So just as an example. But this empty chair experience, it allows us to sit in the other person's shoes and maybe think about what they are thinking and what they are struggling with when we respond the way that we do or we say something or in a specific situation. It humbles us to be more compassionate and empathetic to what the other person may be going through. And it allows us to see a different perspective. A lot of resistance that some people have to this kind of therapy technique is that, well, you can play that situation and you can do that empty chair technique, but what if the husband or the ex-wife doesn't respond that way? What if they yell? What if they say something that you weren't prepared for, that you did in the experiment? But what I think about this is that it has nothing to do with the way that they respond or the things that they say. It allows you, because you're in therapy for you, right? And for the things that you're going through and your growth, it allows you to think about the way that you are responding in that situation. And maybe next time when you do encounter a situation like that, to be more aware of how you are speaking with more kindness and more compassion and more empathy and more understanding. So yeah, it just opens your mind to think about other things other than yourself. In a marriage and in a relationship, any relationship, a friendship, it, it, it's hard. 
It is. Like I said before, it's hard to take responsibility for those kinds of things. But self-growth is it's so important. No, Nobody wants to do it because it's hard. And it requires a lot of practice and it requires a lot of prayer and surrendering those difficulties and surrendering those challenges and literally getting down on the ground and letting it go and asking God to work through your heart to be better and understanding those qualities that you do need to change. I'm so thankful for the grace of Jesus, for what he did for us. But that doesn't mean that we don't need to grow. And that doesn't mean that we don't need to be better because we do. We need to be better for God and we need to be better for the people that we love. I'm so sorry if this episode is kind of harsh and it feels like a stab in the back. But sometimes that's the most important thing. And we have to get up and we have to try and we have to try and be better every day. It's easy to rationalize and to ignore and to even deny the things that we know that we need to work on. It's really easy to do that. And then we just just walk on during the day and then just pretend that they aren't there. But then a situation with somebody comes up and it not only affects you, but it affects them greatly. It's a journey and it's hard and it's tough. And every day it's going to be different. Some days it's going to beat you down and you're going to struggle And you may say something that you regret or do something that you may regret. But then maybe the next, it's better. We have that chance to always try and put in that effort. And give yourself grace too. Because think about the amount of love that God gives us every day. We fail him every day. And he loves us so much. He forgives us right away. And he cherishes us as his children. And I know I don't deserve it. But I'm thankful for it. I'm so thankful for it. Just as he gives us grace, we need to give ourselves grace. And we need to give others grace too for when they fail. Because we're human and we just need to try. That's it. When we put our hope and confidence in the Lord, it helps us all the more in those times of struggles and in those times of weakness. I just wanted to encourage you with a couple of Bible verses that I really like in knowing that my strength does come from the Lord and not from my own strength. And that really helps me when I'm struggling with my weaknesses. Isaiah 40, 31 says that, but those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles and they will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. So when we don't have strength, we don't have enough courage to walk. God gives us his strength. And in Isaiah 41.10, he says to us, So do not fear, for I am with you. 
Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you, and I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. God gives us strength in our times of weakness. When we feel like we don't have the strength to be better or to grow, God works in us and his grace is sufficient. In 2 Corinthians 12, 9 through 10, he said, my grace is sufficient for you for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weakness so that Christ's power may rest on me. That is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weakness, in insults and hardships, in persecutions and in difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. And he works through us in those difficulties and in those hardships. And when We are weak. He is strong. And that is what keeps us going. And that faith, that walk of faith and trust in knowing that he is going to help us be better. It encourages me. It helps me to know that I am not alone. And it just makes me thankful for who he is. And so, yeah, those are just a couple of verses that always encourage me when I am struggling to grow because growth is so important and I think I've probably said that like 15 times in this episode but that's okay because that's the theme today so even though maybe this was kind of short um I just hope that the message came through right you know as always I don't really plan out these episodes I just go for it and pray that I say the right thing and I hope that listeners hear this and they understand it and they can and they can sit with it we will fail every day the most important thing is that we get up and we try again just try for you for god and for those around you i really appreciate every single one of you thank you so much for listening thank you for being here i hope that you have a wonderful wonderful day and I will talk to you guys next time. Bye.